Biden upset with proposed education law, which means it's got to be good. Remember when homosexuals told us all they wanted was to be free to do what they wanted in the privacy of their bedrooms? Or maybe you remember the later incarnation of that whopper when they said they sought only tolerance. Or perhaps you remember their faux-indignant claims that their sexual peccadilloes affect no one, no way, no how. Or perhaps you remember when they scoffed at the idea that they were coming for children. All were a pack of lies from those practiced at the art of deception. Further proof of that comes from sunny Florida, where leftists are apoplectic about an important bill designed to protect parental rights and to curb the use of taxpayer-funded elementary schools for the purposes of promoting leftist beliefs about sexual orientation and gender identity. The section of the bill that has President in name only Joe Biden and his snarky mouthpiece Jen Psaki undone is this, quote from the bill, a school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students, end quote. Biden even took time away from his nap to wax foolish about that bill. Quote, I want every member of the LGBTQI plus community, especially the kids who will be impacted by this hateful bill, to know that you are loved and accepted just as you are. I have your back, and my administration will continue to fight for the protections and safety you deserve, end quote. Well, first, let's go back to basics. What are homosexuality and cross-sex identification? What constitutes those conditions or phenomena? Both are constituted by subjective feelings and volitional, that is voluntary, chosen behaviors related to erotic desires and biological sex. And they are conditions about which there are diverse beliefs regarding morality. Public school employees in their professional roles have no business promoting, honoring, or privileging one set of beliefs about homosexuality and cross-sex behaviors or disparaging others. Second, loving and accepting kids does not require affirming everything they feel, believe, think, desire, or do. Loving and accepting persons does not require such affirmation, even if the beliefs and desires are thought to be central to their identities. Do leftists believe that in order to love theologically orthodox kids, they must affirm all their feelings, beliefs, and actions? What about students who claim their authentic selves are polyamorists, consanguinamorists, or kinksters? Do leftists believe safety requires teachers to affirm theologically orthodox Christianity, polyamory, close kin love, or kink? Would it be hateful to prohibit discussions of these identities in elementary schools? Leftists try to evade such evidence of their hypocrisy by claiming that at least polyamory, consanguinamory, and kink are not authentic identities. But who are they to decide what constitutes an authentic identity? Chastin Buttigieg, 
the husband-by-law-only of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg recently tweeted this revelatory bit of demagoguery, and I quote him, This bill will kill kids, Ron DeSantis. You're purposefully making your state a harder place for LGBTQ kids to survive in. In a national survey by the Trevor Project, 42% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide last year. That would be the pandemic. Now they can't talk to their teachers? End quote. Really? Prohibiting discussions of homosexuality and cross-dressing in school will kill kids? Where is his evidence-based conclusive proof of that outlandish claim? This statement by Buttigieg is a tacit admission of what conservatives have long been claiming. Leftist teachers are engaging in inappropriate conversations with students on controversial topics for which they were not hired to teach and that are far beyond their pay grade. Further, they are often undermining the values, beliefs, and principles that parents are struggling against the cultural tsunami to instill in their children. A few words about the biased Trevor Project are in order. In addition to the statistic about seriously considering attempting suicide, the Trevor Project reported that, quote, 72% of LGBTQ youth reported symptoms of generalized anxiety disorder in the past two weeks, including more than three in four transgender and non-binary youth. 62% of LGBTQ youth reported symptoms of major depressive disorder in the past two weeks, including more than two in three of transgender and non-binary youth, end quote. Leftists want Americans to believe that conservative bigotry and hatred cause the high rates of anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation among homosexual and trans youth. But is that true? Is it possible that disordered sexual desires are a symptom of other underlying issues? As conservatism and theologically orthodox Christianity become increasingly hated by American society, do leftists expect the rates of suicidal ideation, anxiety, and depression to rise in those cohorts? CNN responded to the proposed bill's reference to age and developmental appropriateness by saying, quote, it is not clear what would be considered age or developmentally appropriate, end quote. Hmm. I can't remember any leftist or leftist organization expressing that concern when leftists continually assert that anything they want to teach about sexuality, sexual orientation, or gender identity is age and developmentally appropriate. Because leftists claim that everything they want to teach is appropriate, I have repeatedly urged parents to ask for the criteria used to determine age and developmental appropriateness and to find out exactly who established those criteria. NBC News reported that a White House spokesperson made this irony-dripping statement about the proposed bill. Quote, Across the country, we're seeing Republican leaders take actions to regulate what students can or cannot read, what they can or cannot learn, and most troubling, who they can or cannot be. This is politics at its worst. 
cynically using our students as pawns in political warfare, end quote. Amazing. When parents finally oppose the decision of leftist teachers to present material that includes obscene language and graphic sex, leftists accuse those parents of trying to regulate what students can or cannot read, can't have parents objecting to the regulatory actions of leftist teachers now, can we? Not even if those teachers are choosing materials so obscene it can't be read at school board meetings or appear in newspapers. Oddly, the White House didn't mention the fact that leftist teachers censor material all the time as they choose not to teach resources that dissent from leftist beliefs on sexuality. That's not censorship, leftists claim. That's not regulating what students can and cannot read. No siree, that's responsible text selection from self-identifying experts. If the White House is deeply concerned about efforts to control what students can or cannot learn, the Biden administration might want to look into how often students are asked to study resources that critique transcultic beliefs and practices or critical race theory. The award for the most cynical use of students as pawns in political warfare has to go to Democrats slash progressives who have been using school curricula, professional development, and policy for decades to advance arguable leftist beliefs about race, sex, and history. There's no contest. Republicans are like the girl swimmers at Penn, Democrats are like that cheater and exploiter, the behemoth, Leah Thomas. I'm curious, how does prohibiting discussions of controversial topics related to sexuality in elementary schools constitute telling five-year-olds who they can or cannot be? How does not telling them anything about who they can be or not be become telling them who they can or cannot be? NBC News also shared the views of activist Jennifer Solomon on this proposed bill. Solomon agitates for all things sexually deviant. And I quote, Solomon said her 11-year-old son Cooper, who identifies as male and has never wanted to be a girl, prefers to wear his school's girl's uniform and enjoys dressing up like a fairy tale princess for fun. There could be a family just like mine that is going to have to go back in the closet. They're going to have to tell their child, I'm sorry, you can dress the way you want at home, but you have no protections at school, and so you can't be your authentic self all of the time. That's very damaging to a child. End quote. That's quite a loaded hypothetical statement Solomon constructed to explain to a young child why he can't cross-dress at school. Would a parent have to say, you have no protections at school and so you can't be your authentic self all of the time? Is it very damaging to a boy to be told that he can't wear girls' uniforms or princess gowns to school? Does Solomon have proof for that claim? And how does she define very damaging? Cooper's mother has been actively supporting his cross-dressing since he was three years old, by the time he was seven, Jennifer was a full-time activist, arranging with schools to read pro-trans picture books to young children and to bring in other speakers from the LGBTQ community to proselytize children. Solomon's opinions raise some questions. Is social transitioning, which includes cross-dressing, 
good for young children? Are beliefs of the trans cult inarguable, objective truths, or are they subjective, arguable assumptions? Conversely, might it be damaging to other children in elementary school to see male peers cross-dressing? Might that be confusing and upsetting to them? People like Jennifer Solomon and other opponents of the Florida bill insist on children being allowed to cross-dress at school, use bathrooms and locker rooms with peers of the opposite sex, and play on opposite-sex sports teams. But that's not all they demand. They also insist that class time and resources be used to promote one set of assumptions on gender identity starting in kindergarten, and that all dissenting views be censored. No, homosexuals, cross-dressers, and their collaborators don't seek to be left alone or tolerated. They never thought their revolutionary social and political efforts would affect no one, no way, no how. They always were coming for the hearts, minds, and bodies of children. They are nothing if not deceivers and exploiters. A tad more righteous anger about their deception and the harm it's doing to children, families, schools, and society is in order.